From June 13th to June 15th, 2023, the Human Rights Foundation's community came together to celebrate the 15th edition of the Oslo Freedom Forum at the Oslo Concertus in Norway. Guests from all corners of the globe joined together for a masterclass on the year's most pressing human rights issues and to brainstorm new ways to expand freedom worldwide. Our theme, Celebrating Solidarity, honored the spirit of unity, mentorship, and connection that the Oslo Freedom Forum has fostered over the last decade and a half. The 2023 program featured inspiring talks by global activists, scholars, and journalists, including from Bolivia to Swaziland to Egypt, Ukraine, Palestine, and the Uyghur region. These are their stories, united around the common recognition that when we stand in solidarity with the brave dissidents and human rights defenders who are challenging authoritarianism around the world, we can unravel tyranny together. Welcome to Dissidents and Dictators, a series of conversations by the Human Rights Foundation dedicated to exposing and challenging authoritarianism around the world. Quite complicated, right? But I make it easy for you. Just call me K. My name means little princess in Malagasy language, but uh, obviously I'm not little anymore, and unfortunately I'm not a princess. Sorry to disappoint you. I know you guys know Madagascar for that silly cartoon, isn't it? <laughs> and I really wish that our reality was such a fun, but it's not the case, because unfortunately, 75% of our population live in extreme poverty on less than $2 a day. And I can relate, coming from a quite poor family, we didn't have much, and at school, I noticed how colleagues, classmates who had more than us were treated differently. But I'm very proud of that story because it's mine and it shaped who I am today. You see, I grew up in a family where our parents, especially my mom, ingrained in us that we always must work hard to earn everything and forge our own path with honesty and integrity. My mom 
had a deep sense of justice and fairness. You know, she was the kind of woman to shout out in a crowded bus when she noticed something wrong. And we were like a bit ashamed, but yeah, she knocked it. And uh, when my father died, when I was 11, and it's been 30 years now, 30 years yesterday, my mom worked very hard to raise me and my brother. And she faced a lot of hardship, but at the same time, she was the personification of joy and happiness. I owe her a lot. And I will always remember forever what she used to tell us. Always do what is good and always stand for justice. So I guess that's why, starting from high school, I decided that I will contribute at my small scale to my communities and countries' well-being and development. After more than 15 years of volunteer engagement within civil society, trying to politically empower young people and women, trying also to campaign and advocate for the rights of people with disabilities, and teaching the art of nonviolent civil resistance, I realized one day that all of the efforts that we invest in development, democratization, or human rights promotion will be sooner or later ruined by corruption. Therefore, curbing corruption became my main target. You see, corruption is at the origins of this uh, extreme poverty that I mentioned beforehand. Because our successive rulers in Madagascar chose corruption as a way of governing this country. And now, corruption has become normalized in the Malagasy way of life. Each and every sector of the nation is contaminated by corruption. Look, you need a passport? Expect to be extorted. Are you a female student? You're dreaming of becoming a neurosurgeon? Expect to be sextorted. Wanna launch your own business? Well, insert a bribery line in your budget. Are you sick and you need emergency care? A small bribe can skip the line for you and potentially save your life. Wildlife trafficking, all those turtles being smuggled to China, they are fueled by corruption. And it even affects our elections. In 2013, one of the candidates to our presidential elections spent more than Barack Obama for his campaign. Can you imagine that? Spending $43 million in a single campaign in a country where people are starving? That's insane, yeah? In 2018, 36 candidates were running for president. 36. And money was flowing around the country for rigging the elections and bribing electoral court officials. And one of the candidates at that time complained that he was short of $100 million to win the elections. Well, I bet that you guys have heard about the Russian influence on the US elections. We also have this in Madagascar because our elections have also been influenced by the Russian. Our investigations in 2018 showed that the Russian were, had a deal with the 
our former Malagasy president. So two mining companies wanted to finance his re-election campaign. And later on, the Malagasy journalist Gail Borgia, she won a Pulitzer Prize for uncovering how Russian dark money, along with political operatives from Vladimir Putin's mercenary chief, Yevgeny Prigozhin, tried to steal the elections in Madagascar. But you will tell me, where does come all of this money? That's what I just mentioned, from kleptocratic sponsors, but also from the trafficking of natural resources. Then this year in November, we will have presidential again, elections again in Madagascar. And we know that the Russian and other dark sponsors are already there. But this time, we won't let our elections be stolen again. We won't let big money rule no more. We won't let political corruption steal away our dignity again. No. You know, corruption is not unique to Madagascar. We are all struggling with it, isn't it? But in a poor country like mine, I feel that the burden is much more heavier than elsewhere because corruption takes away from our plate the already scarce resources that we have. Corruption kills, corruption leaves people powerless, and corruption really destroys lives. And most of the time, it happens in total impunity because our judiciary is not independent. It is influenced by those who are in power. In Madagascar, if you report some abuses to the authorities, then you will be the one to be jailed. It's not the perpetrators of corruption who are jailed and sentenced. It's those who blow the whistle against it. Last year, for instance, an environmental defender was murdered in my country. Eight people have been sentenced for his death, but we do suspect that the real, the person that who masterminded that, that crime are still free and benefit from high-level political protection eased by corruption. That's also happened to me and my boss, the chair of Transparency International in Madagascar last year. You see, we grow this small red exotic fruit named lychee in Madagascar, and exports of lychees to the European Union could potentially feed thousands of small-scale farmers in Madagascar. Unfortunately, the profit from that trade serve a few militia, a monopoly run by politically connected people. It's all wasted. And when we blew the whistle against that big business, then we've been summoned by the police, and we are still facing potential jail sentence. But tell me, are anti-corruption fighters troublemakers? Well, if reporting corruption is troublemaking, and if claiming for justice for victims of corruption is troublemaking, well, yeah, we are troublemakers, and we are proud of it. We've been pushing for Mad in Madagascar for the adoption for a Whistleblowers Protection Act for more than five years now. And the government says it's not a priority. How many deaths do we want? Look, 
I'm a big fan of people power, and I'm still dreaming of a global revolution against corruption. So as we are here today in this room, I would like to ask you a favor. I would like you to commit for the fight against corruption, not only in or for Madagascar, but in your respective country, in your hometown, in your school, in your village, in your churches, everywhere. Stand against corruption. If you are a lawyer, defend anti-corruption activists for free. If you're a donor organization, then stop funding corrupt government. If you're a journalist, keep putting corruption under the spotlight. Name and shame when needed. If you're a teacher, teach your students a sense of integrity. It matters. Let's raise together a nonviolent anti-corruption army. I know that all of this requires courage and determination, but also strategy, collaboration. And I know that all of us can make the difference. Don't sell your soul for a bunch of money, for a trip, for a house, a position. Please say no to any form of corruption. So now, to conclude with, I would love to see you stand up with me. Stand up, please stand up. And repeat after me. Stop corruption now. Stop corruption now. Once again, stop corruption now. Thank you, guys. Yay.